0: where Jesus you know, identifies himself as God in human form. I am the living water. I am the bread of life. I am the resurrection. You know, so, um, but these are great. So uh, it says, he says, he does nothing on his own accord, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, that the Son does likewise. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all that he himself is doing now um, you know th- this is obviously something between the, the father and the son but one thing we do know about divine love uh, here's you know if you wanted to if you if you were defining love biblical love the agape love one thing that that godly love does and this is exactly a definition of godly love this is the father's love For the Son, and what does He do when He loves His Son? No greater love. He gives. Godly love gives. He he distributes everything to the Son, what it says. So, uh, a great attribute there of what we would call biblical love is we know that true biblical love is always giving. So, He says, For the Father loves the Son and shows Him all that He Himself is doing, and greater works. Now, we call them miracles, right? But he call them works. And greater works than these will he show him so that you may marvel. For as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so also the Son gives life to whom he will. Just look at that. That's, that's important. The, the Son will give life to... To whom He will, so uh, you know that. Of course, y'all know the verses. You know Jesus says, "I'm the way, the truth, and the life." Uh, you understand that that He alone is life. That um, says it in uh, in John one. Uh, in Him was life. So outside of Him is death. I mean, so. Somebody that doesn't know Christ is not just lost. The Bible says they're dead. And dead people can't do anything. So spiritually, you know, unless if you if you're a dead sinner, you can't decide on your own to be born anew. You're dead. There's no activity. So God has to will you to believe. So 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 it's reminding us that the Son, the Son gives life. He He's the one that gives life to who He wills. And uh For the Father judges no one. And of course we jump way ahead because because Jesus says about His first coming, He came to save. The second time He'll come to judge. For the Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son. Right? Uh, That all may honor the Son just as they honored the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent Him. And, of course, part of that is the argument that they're one. This is just just some some theology that Jesus is laying down. Truly, truly, I say to you that whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. Um, Again, I camped on this a little bit last week, but just... I think, matter of fact, I went to this early just so we would read it because i 'd mentioned this several times in worship about this promise from christ that that when when you and I get saved when we when you and i it's it 's an unusual thing we don 't and again this is one of the things with, baptism is somewhat a picture of this when we baptize, but when you and I came to Christ unto salvation uh, we literally were raised from death to life, never to die again and and so what jesus is saying here when when you the moment you got saved you, you inherited you 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 were given the bible says eternal life, and you will never perish, so death will never come to you now obviously you're not talking about physical death because we're all physically as a point a man wants to die, so it's they're not, you know, it, it's a different part. But it's a spiritual event that Jesus is talking about here. But think about the promise. And that part of that is because we, you say, well, how does that happen? If it's a man wants to die, then after that the judgment. One thing is we died with Christ. And so spiritual death is not going to come to us. But if he says, whoever hears my word, this is how people get saved and believes him who sent me. So Jesus says, if you hear my word and believe that I'm divine, that I'm the Son sent by the Father, believes him who sent me has eternal life. By the way, everything Jesus says comes from the Father. So you're believing, when you believe in the Son, you're believing in the Father. If you deny the Son, you're denying the Father. So there's two in one. Uh, so him who sent me has eternal life. And then he says... He does not come into judgment, but is passed from death to life. thats is, isn't isn't that an awesome thing to know? I think that I think this is just an opinion, but I, I think that this, this is a this is an this is like an eternal axiom. Anybody who's ever been saved has, has passed from death to life. And and will not ever be judged. You know, judgment has has passed from him. And I think that, though it happens to all of us, and it's almost unexplainable, but yet all of us could share how it happened or what we felt. I hate the feelings, but you, But the moment you got saved, you know, when you, the moment you were born again, whether it was in somebody's house or at the store or at church, in a Sunday school class, in a morning worship service during VBS, the moment that transaction took place and God fulfilled his promise, you called upon Christ, and he saved you. And and this euphoria, not really euphoria, but this this sense of well being that has more well being than you've ever had and and this it's it's this feeling of of being Unburdened, that some burden's been lifted off your back and off your mind, and you're free. I I'm I wonder if in God's eternal plan that happens to all that are saved, because this promise is fulfilled in all who are born again. I just find that to be a, an an interesting promise, and this is why. I tell you if you have your Bibles, uh, just hold your finger there and go to Second Corinthians real quick. Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians. Um, if you've gone to Galatians, Ephesians, you've gone too far. Second Corinthians, and uh, I'm going to read quite a, several verses. But I'm in Second Corinthians five. Uh, look, look at the argument that Paul's making here about this salvation. Verse one says, "For we know." that if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed, your body, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this tent we groan, longing to put on our heavenly dwelling. If indeed, by putting it on, we may not be found naked. Now, It's talking about the rewards, the spiritual rewards, okay? Uh, For while we are still in this tent, we groan, being burdened, not that we would be unclothed, but that we would be further clothed, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. So we are always of good courage. We know that while we are in at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. Okay. But if we're away from the so to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. So there's this great promise that when we leave the body behind, we immediately enter into the presence of the Father or in the presence of Christ. We're while we're at home in the body, this tent, we're groaning, but we're away from the Lord. But when we leave this body, we go to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. Just a great promise. And, and I b- believe back in John 5 that this is somewhat of what Jesus is talking about. Let me read a little bit more of the narrative. What time is it? Somebody call out the time. 7.23. 723. Um, <laughs> let me, let me, it says, truly, truly, I'm, I'm at Verse 25. An hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who will hear will live. And of course, that's really going to be fleshed out when we get to John chapter 11. But, but so the reality that Christ proves that he's God by resurrecting people from the dead, the reality of that. For as the Father has life in himself... So He has granted the Son also to have life in Himself. Now, again, these are just profound theological statements. So the Father has given the Son the authority to have life in Himself. And He has given Him authority to execute judgment because He is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and come out those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those that have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. Profound stuff. And then Jesus goes into, you know, his personal witness. Listen to what he says. I can do nothing of my own. Now, this is, you know, you could also this is a great picture of the submission of the son. Uh, this is how you can be equals, right? You can be equal in, in identity and quality and, and God, you know, the, uh, the eternality, they're equal, but they have different roles. But he says, I can do nothing on my own. As I, I can do nothing on my own. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just Because I seek not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Now just think Christ saying, I can do nothing on my own. If I alone bear witness about myself, my testimony is not true. Um, And again, just from, not to bog down in this, it's a little heavy, but he's talking about this, the, the, the oneness he has with the Father. You know, the Father bears witness of everything that I say. So technically Christ never says anything without this Father bearing witness that that testimony is true. But then he says, there's another who bears witness, and that's who he's going to talk about. There's another who bears witness about me, and I know that the testimony that he bears about me is true. I'm talking about God the Father. Then he's going to mention John the Baptist. He's just talking about how many of you bear witness that he really is the Son of God. He says, you even sent to John. and Now, that's not John, the one that penned this gospel, but he's talking about John the Baptist. He says, you sent to John, uh, and he has borne witness to the truth. In, in some of those passages, you'll think, you know, people went to see. They would go out. They went out there to see a show, you know, because he was dressed different. His diet was different, you know. And of course, even they say, who did you go out there to see? Were you, did you go out there to see a clown, basically? No, you went out there and you heard the truth of the gospel. So you you went out there and you heard you you sent you wanted to hear what John had to say. So he says you you sent to John and 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 he has borne witness to the truth, not that the testimony that I received is from man. Uh, but I say these things so that you may be saved. What he's saying is the message that John the Baptist gave you is the message of salvation. What I'm saying to you is so you'll understand why you must be saved. It's all about folks being saved. And then he then let's just stop here. I, I just want to talk just a moment about what... That's a lot to read just to focus in on a couple of verses but it's what Jesus says about John the Baptist, and we'll I just just for your sake, think about all you know the the deity of Christ. That's kind of what Christ has affirmed, and in that you know the Bible says in order for something to be true, in, in the Leviticus has to be two or three witnesses, and so Jesus is just mentioning that there's a lot that testify that bear witness that what he's saying is true, and, and the Father he. He's going to say it a minute, the scriptures he's going to say his works, John the Baptist, even Moses confirms what he said but 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 I want you to listen to what he says about John the Baptist, and this is kind of off the cuff here about John the Baptist, what he just says here about him and 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 I just want you to I'm trying to make application to myself and and to you where we are who who we are. Christ is the same Christ who who saved people in the first century, the same Christ who conquered death and is life, who who is life, the same Christ is alive today, the same power that saved the word. They heard the word and believed. The same word and the same belief applies to everybody today. They everybody that's gonna get saved has to hear the word of God. Come on. I uh, this goes way back, this way before I got here. <clears throat> and, and this person is known in this area. I, I'm not going to go any further than that. But I heard that person share a testimony because they're out of my home church. Now, I'm not going to go any further than that. But their testimony of here getting saved, this is it's kind of their testimony. I heard them speak. And this is way back. I'm not going to go into all the history. But something like this, they were out contemplating their life this is how they said they got saved and they were out by a body of water I think that was near I believe they were near a, 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 not a lake but a river a little stream really is where they were and they were out there uh, listening to nature and in, at some point this person who happened to be a female started throwing, skipping rocks across an open area in, in, the, in the little creek, had a little uh, reservoir, and they started tossing, skipping rocks across the, the water. This is part of their testimony. And to make a long story short, part of their experience was so moving, that's when they gave their life to Christ. Now... If the Bible says, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. If God means what he says, and says what he means, how does somebody get saved skipping rocks across the water? Because nature, it was so nice and pleasant, and they were so in tune with God. See, the problem is, the God that they met was the God of their own eye-making. See the problem with that. Any time we do stuff like that, we make up the God where we want to worship and serve. It's not the God of this book, and and, and I always think about this person, uh, and always question whether that knew, even really understood what it meant to be saved. But the same salvation, what was true then is true today. And look, what John just. This is who we are. This says there is another who bears witness about me, and I I know that his testimony. God the Father. And then he says, You sent to John, and, and he has borne witness to the truth. You sent and talked to John. And not that the testimony that I received is from man, because you didn't go to hear John. You went to hear what John had to say about God's word. Uh, but I do it this way so folks will be saved. So, and then he says, And then we stop here. He, and notice, what the, notice how the grammar is. He was, okay? He was. So when when John records Jesus saying this, what do we probably know about John the Baptist? He's dead, okay? He was, okay? But 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 notice the witness of John. Now I'm talking about John the Baptist. Don't you to think about John? Okay. Uh, he was a burning and a shining lamp. A burning and a shining lamp. Let me give you a little one, one illustration, then I'll come back to the word burning. The idea of shining, um, um, if you go, when you go with us back to Israel, Right outside Jerusalem, there's nothing the but desert areas all over the place. So in between these cities and com- communities, you've heard about Capernaum and all. It's desert. And so the Bedouin, are, are there's nomadic, they're farming nomadic people, cattle. And they live out in the desert and raise a few goats and cows or whatever. But they're called the Bedouin community, and they're really all over the Middle East. And they're twi- tent dwellers. Even to this day, they're tent dwellers. To make a long story short, we, one, of the, one of the things our, in our group had preachers and some professors in some universities. So what our tour did was a little different than the common man's tour, but we went to a place one night called Abraham's Tent. And what it is, is and it's four you know, tourist groups, but it, out in the middle of, it, of, you know, we're 15 miles outside of Jerusalem, let's say. And, and in the desert area up in the mountains... Um, There's this Bedouin community that invites you to come have a meal with them, and it's called Abraham's Tent, and it's a model of Abraham's hospitality. I won't get into all that because that's a whole other story. But they host these groups to come out, and you sit around just like they would in Bible days at a a knee-high table, reclined, and you go through these these different um, uh, stages. What's the word I'm looking for? Courses, thank you, of the of meal, But when you're going there, I'll say this, when you're going there, that's a long story for a little illustration, when you're going into those mountains, it is pitch dark. There, it seems as if there's absolutely no electricity. And you're wondering where in the world you're going. I mean, you're on a big bus, and, and the roads are like this, and then all of a sudden you'll see this one little light in this tent. You can make it out that it's a tent now. But it's out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, nowhere in and and there. And what it is, the tent that you're going to has, and it's a huge tent, Abraham's tent, massive tent. And and obviously they have electricity, and they've one, they've run one light in the top of that tent. And and as you and then as you get closer and closer and closer, the light gets stronger and stronger and stronger. But even from 20 miles away, you can see that little light. When I think about the idea of this word shining, it's not exactly what that word means. It, 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 it means it's giving light, and it mean, that word means also that it's given more light before. it. It's even given more light than it is now, and that it's going to give more light in the future, but it also is going to have to be stoked, poked, kindled. That's It's a big word. It's just so hard to define, but that's kind of what it reminds me about this word is, it's the closer you got, the, the, the more definition you had. and and so he was a shining. But it says, and I finish with this and just something to think. But he says he was a burning. Look what it says. He says he was a. Uh, I lost my place. Uh, verse thirty-five. Thank you. I can't even find verse thirty-five. Is that in the New Testament? He was a burning and shining light. A burning. Now, finish here. In order to be a witness, all this is that he's he's already... Jesus said John the Baptist was a witness for him. Okay? Are you and I a witness for Christ? Yes, we are. Because we, we talk about what we've seen, what we've heard, what we've experienced. The Bible calls you, you shall be my witnesses. This is what the Bible says. We're his witnesses. Jesus said he's my witness. John the Baptist, he's an example of what it is to be a witness. So we're shining, we're shining. But this burning is interesting. Because the word burning is, is, is it implies that when we are a witness, it, it zaps, it, it consumes energy. That's what it's saying, it you might not even say that it takes effort, but it's really more than that. It, it takes energy. It's even more than that. It's. It's. It's consuming. It's. It's. It's overbearing. It's. It's. It's just. It's everything. It just all boils down, and you, you become consumed by this thing called being a witness. It's a burning. So if we're... You have to ask ourselves now, and we'll finish. It, based on who Jesus is, and that's kind of the argument Christ has made to these... He's talking to all these dissidents and these Jews that hated him. He's been telling them who he is, and it's making them mad every moment they're getting even madder. But he says, John the Baptist bore witness to me. He's, he shined and he burned. And so this is who we are. Are we burning... Like John the are we burning ourselves for are we consum are we consumed with being a witness of the Lord Jesus Christ? well folks, Christ is worthy of our obedience, is he not It's awesome this is just absolutely incredible and it's it's not based on who we are, it's based on his deity, it's based on his authority it's based on you know the the, the call for us to 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 be re- responsive to his will. Uh, Uh, It just, you know, God is great and we're to obey him. Let let me flip back to John 1 real quick and let me just show you this. Uh, By the way, just to let you know, uh, I talked to deacons, not all of them, but a couple of them this morning. And we, um, as of right now, uh, we're going to, we're going to, we're not going to have Wednesday night, okay? Because we've done a deduction. You know, if there's 15 here tonight. We'll have two here on Wednesday. I'm just saying, so we're we're going to try to let this blow through for till next Sunday. Okay, so let's say no Wednesday night. But I'm in John one, and let me just read read this real quick. I want to give you these. Look at verse. Uh, uh, hold on, don't give up on me. Again, this is this is John. This is Jesus speaking about or John writing about John the Baptist. Look at verse seven, John one seven. Um, wrote well, verse six. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Um, I think about. Uh, by the way, again, when John wrote this, John the John the Apostle wrote this. You know, it's in the late eighties and nineties. John had been dead, you know, fifty years. Uh, Could somebody put that as an epitaph on your, there was a man, there was a lady sent from God whose name was, Well, I've all heard that question years ago. It's a good question to ask. There was a man sent from God. So there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He was a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe Through him, and remember now, the Bible says you're witnesses. Look at verse uh, 15. John bore witness about him and cried out, "This was he of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me." Do you know? We're we're probably I know we're late, but can you you know the significance of that? When, what John the Baptist is saying when he's preaching about Jesus? Because remember, John the Baptist is related to Jesus, right? He's a cousin. And remember who's older? John the Baptist is, is six months older than John. I mean, he's older six months older than Jesus. Remember that? Remember that? But what does he tell people when he's preaching? Who's really the oldest? Christ, because he existed before me. So what he's telling them. He reminds them in his preaching that Jesus is, is eternal. He, he is before me. He, he was before me. I, I love that. Uh, that's some good preaching. Uh, look at verse uh, look at verse 20 look at verse 25 26 and I didn't even plan to do this because I got it covered up. Um, I'm back in verse uh, look at verse and I'll finish then um, Verse 24 it says, now, now they had been sent from the Pharisees to see John. They asked him, then why are you baptizing if you are neither the Christ nor Elijah nor the prophet? And John answered them, I, I baptize with water. But among you stands one you do not know, even he who comes after me. And then he says, the strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. And, of course, you know if you read the other Gospels, he says he's going to baptize, where John says, I'm going to baptize with water, but Jesus baptizes with the Holy Spirit. But the part I wanted you to see is the humility of John. Talking about being a witness, a humble witness. He says, I'm not worthy to untie a sandal. And I pray for all of us as we serve Christ this next year that we are all humble witnesses of the one who saved us. Amen? Let's pray together. Lord, we love you and thank you for your grace and mercy. Thank you for the work of the church. God, those that are struggling with the COVID and uh, and the aftermath of COVID, and I just pray in, in taking care of those that are convalescing with COVID, we we do pray your blessings. We love you and thank you for the privilege we have to serve the risen Christ. In his matchless name we pray. Amen. Thank you all for being here. God bless you.